We're here. We are here. So what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of On the Other Side of Momming, because there's more to this mom life. And I am your host, Tanisha T. Moore. And today I'm really excited because I get to talk to one of my bestest, bestest friends, my sister, um, who I've met two years ago on Twitter. And I got to meet this wonderful individual who I'm going to say her name in a moment, but I just want to just talk about her for a moment. I just want to love on her for a minute because I think as moms, we sometimes don't always get the accolades. We feel like this is a thankless job. So I just wanted to share Miss Ebony Lynn Mudd and let her know that I think she is one of the most influential Oh, I messed that word up. Influential? How you say, girl? Influential, girl. I got you tongue-tied. Yes, because yes, you already know. See, they already know. They already know. We talked about this in the very first episode. That sometimes <laughs> my tongue get real time and it just be doing things. That's and right. so we we love on me anyway, because that's my business. Grace, and um, Grace. Listen, give me grace. I'm working on it. I might need a speech therapist for real, for real. I'm putting these kids in speech therapy. I might need to be in it too. Anywho, but I just want to introduce Ebony. Ebony, I got, like I said, I met two years ago on Twitter. Um, I want to say was kind of through a pitch contest or something like that. But anyway, her tweets kind of just drew me in and we just started to connect. And we obviously we connected through writing because we were part of the writing community on Twitter, kid lit community. And I saw some things different, like how and how she talked to her son and just kind of her passion and just kind of just, I don't know, just whatever it was, it was like these kindred spirits. Like it was like this instant connection, right? And so, Ebony, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to sit with me, to talk to me. I love you so much. Um, I think you are so incredibly smart and talented and it is a joy to get to do life with you um and so thank you thank you oh, so tell yeah. everybody first of all who are you what you do with yourself and then we're gonna yeah. get into it um like she said my name is Ebony Lynn Mudd I'm a children's book author I'm a dancer I have passions for lots of things. That's kind of what I'm known for. I have like, I'm obsessed with lots of things. I love and and give in a lot of different areas, but I want to stop for a second because Lord. I need to do the same for you, sis. <laughs> I mean, it's so, what, what people don't know um, and they might get like a glimpse of because you just like, you know, poured your heart out to me and told them how much you're in love with me. But wow, that, <laughs> that's because we've been talking. Like we talk almost every single day, you yeah. guys. And so we've had a lot of conversations about motherhood and and just our souls and, and what makes us us and how pre-baby us and post-baby us and present day us and future and past. And so this is really cool. And to be able to be sitting here and having this discussion with you guys listening. So we're gonna see how that goes. But um, one of the things that we talk about a lot is this podcast. And so I'm just, I'm so proud of you because we're here and we're doing it. And I see the little record button and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you did this. So I'm so proud of you. Um, and yeah, we're just here. We're here to talk. We're here to talk in the same way that we talk on the phone yeah. and hopefully share a little bit about, share a little bit about us and our hearts on, on this topic. So I'm excited. Yeah. 
So before we get going, I like to always start with the inspirational quote because I feel like us mamas need a little bit of inspirational because you know motherhood be it be like a pick me up sis give me that pick me up so today is coming from Brene Brown um and she says in a society that says put yourself last self-love and acceptance self-acceptance are revolutionary so if you think about that as a mom and we've talked about this before where it is like we're martyrs right like we put ourselves after everybody and then whatever's left over is what we have to give. We get the scraps, the scrappy scraps on mm-hmm. the bottom of the floor. And the it's crumbs, the, the, crumbs. the crumbs. But you think about the lady in the Bible when she, when Jesus was like, you know, something about the crumbs that she was like, listen, even the dogs eat the crumbs, okay? And like, that's kind of what we're getting, right? Like, we're like, I need the crumbs too. But what gets lost in that is our self-love because eventually our identity is in our kids. It's in, you know, we have a significant other, it's in that, or it's in our work, it's in everything, but who we are. And along the way we get lost and we lose the spark. We lose the joy. We lose the passion because everything that we wanted to do is now in the back burner because we have to take care of these kids. We have to take, you know, I got to make sure that they're going to school. Like even today, this morning, um, you know, one of the kids threw up. We, yeah. we this is week two. We are already throwing up. Um, daycare is closed today. The yeah. other one, you know, we're we're fighting to put on underwear and to put on shorts and to get out the house. And so I'm flustered. By the time I get to her school, I'm like so abused mentally because I'm just like all three before 9 a.m all before 9 a.m all before no not even before nine we're talking about before eight dude like yeah I walk into the schools they're like oh the bell has not rang I'm so disconnected I like I know I can't walk her to class like no I know that but I'm in my head trying to walk her to her class knowing I can't walk her to class they're like you can't walk her to class I'm like what and I turn back around mind you I'm holding her shoes in my hand because of course because why would she be wearing them? She's still crying. I'm holding her. Her backpack is on me. I'm just, and so the counselor, she's so sweet. And she turns and she's like, I'll take her to class. I can walk her to class. And I'll just look at her. I say, okay, cool. Put her down in the seat. And I just, they look, you know, the ladies in the office, they know me. They see me all the time. And they just kind of look at me like, dang, like, it's okay. Like, and you can feel right. like that sympathy. And I just, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, I think it's so wild that when you become a mom, your day is filled and flooded with tasks mm-hmm. and another person you have no control over. Mm-hmm. And the world, I mean, that quote is just so interesting that the idea that we find self-love and self-acceptance within ourselves and not these tasks and these tiny people we have no control over is revolutionary. Like that's wild to me because we have no control over these people. And so to put all of our um, identities and joy into to these kids we're raising, these beautiful kids we're raising and these millions of tasks we have to do all day is a setup. It's a setup, sis. It's a setup. It's what they don't tell us, right? Like, yeah. so today we're going to talk about on the other side of mommy, joy as a mom, finding joy as a mom, right? Because it gets lost, um, you know, just in sharing my story. I had did an article not too long ago where I 
shared pretty much my story about into motherhood, into entrepreneurship. And I remember one of the things I said in there was I shared my body. And now you're telling me basically fuck your dreams. Essentially, yeah. it's what you're saying. Like oh. all of all of what you worked for, all that's cool and cute and everything. But now that that goes off to die until, you know, maybe the kids move out and now you look warm to the grave and now you can go live. But not even fuck your dreams, fuck your self-care, uh-huh. fuck your hygiene, fuck right. your basic needs and necessities, right? They talk so much about the basic needs of a child. Roof right. over your head, food, um, you know, b- water, bath, whatever the case may be. It's like, where's my bath? Where's my food? Where's my basic necessities, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fuck all that. Right. Because when was the last time, like, you know, when you have the babies, we're going to be honest, and y'all know. I keep it real. Taking a bath was really secondary on the list. Oh, yeah. When, when you when you're especially when they're newborns, like you you're not even thinking about a bath at that point. Like if you catch yourself smelling, then you're like, oh, I probably should go wash up at this. And you point. hear people say words like, Oh, he let me take a bath today. He let me shower. He helped me while I showered. He took the baby while I showered. It's like those are real things after you give yeah. birth because you're the obviously this child grew inside you, right? So there's the fourth mm-hmm. trimester and they're still attached right. to you. So the whole story by itself. Right. To be able to detach, to even bathe and yeah. eat and eat and eat. Eat. eat and drink water mm-hmm. is, is revolutionary, which is, is just. So how are you finding yeah. joy in your motherhood? How are you, how are you doing that? Like, what are you doing to find joy? Yeah. Um, so I, I first want to say that I'm six and a half years into motherhood. I need to say that first, right? So mm-hmm. my son is six and a half and the half is very important to him. So I'm not going to get caught slipping. Don't say six. Okay. <laughs> Just in case he hears it someday. Um, so he's six and a half. And so it's a process. And I think, um, everyone says that, right? It's a process, but let me tell you about the process. Um, when I was first into this, like, you know what? like rebellious, like, I'm not going to live my life for just, you know, being a mom. There's more to this. Like, I'm my own person. I was a person before you. I'm going to be a person after you. Like, when I was into that whole movement, girl, I was like, I was fired up. The first thing I did was wrong, I think. (laughs) I I was so obsessed with pre-baby Ebony and the joy she was able to find in things and the free time she had and the, I mean, the body, I mean, everything, the body she had, the Mm -hmm. the energy she had, the ability to shower and eat when she went. I mean, like I was Mm -hmm. so obsessed with her that my goal was to get as close to that woman as possible. And that was my idea of joy. I was like, you know what? I need to be able to have the life I had before as close as possible to be able to find joy. That was what I thought I was seeking. That's Mm. what I thought equal joy. That's a word. Mm -hmm. And I think that was wrong. Um, No, I know that was wrong now, six and a half years in, right? Yeah. But as a baby mom, as a new mom, that was my goal. And I was young, right? So I had my son at 24. And so I I wasn't ready to give up 
yeah yeah 20 my 20 young 20 ebony like how she was and what made her excited Mm -hmm. so the first thing I did was I kind of looked at my life before baby and I tried all of the same things that I liked then going drinking with my friends Mm -hmm. um I was I was a professional dancer so I missed dance in my life and so I was like that's what I need right I can Mm -hmm. I can get back in shape and I can dance and I can try out for another team and I can keep auditioning right those are all those are all true things yeah but I just automatically thought that that was going to bring me joy and that was going to like snap me back right we talked about the snap Mm -hmm. and I thought that those were the items and the tasks that I needed to complete that I needed to be able to re-bring into my life to have my snap back moment and what I realized was not only was I a mom right but my needs were different right yeah before dance did a lot for me and it served its purpose and it brought me joy. It was my therapist at some points, right? Yeah. And drinking with my friends was fun. I I loved going out. I loved doing that stuff. But now I wanted a nap. I wanted to be alone in the grocery store. That was yeah. fun for me. I, I, I enjoyed that. Poop sometime by myself. I just poop. That's it. And not like a rush poop. Not right now. Like, like I want to, mar- I want to marinate in it a little yeah. bit. And then I want to pull up this, read yes. my Essence magazine, read it real quick, and, and read the article I've been trying to read. For I time. should be able to like continue the binge watching of my show. Like, like there should be. Things. And you know, I want to play my Candy Crush in peace. I know. Listen, I'm y'all. She is eighty five years old, and she is a, she is putting keeping Candy Crush in business. Sure in am twenty two. Unashamed. I need to go on record that this is 2022, whenever you're listening to this. And she's still playing playing Candy Crush, but that's neither here nor there. I probably beat it by then. Yeah, I probably have beat it. Because <laughs> I'm I'm moving along those levels. I'm like in the 1300s. I'm yeah. not there. Yeah. It's, it's a travesty. We love her anyway, y'all. We love her anyway. But <laughs> I think for me, it was just different. The things, and, and that was in itself an identity crisis. Yeah. Because when I went to a dance class and I didn't feel the same thing, I immediately thought there was something wrong with me. Or I was like, see, motherhood messed me up. It yes. messed me up. You begin to blame, like, yeah. not trying to blame your kid, but no. your kids. Like, like you blame the season of life. You blame the season, the season, right? Yeah. Like, for yeah. me, what I'm realizing is I'm on this process of healing, um, doing a lot of unlearning and things like that. What I realized when I became a mom is that I didn't really know myself. And if I'm even real honest, I probably didn't know myself when I became a wife either. So when I got married at 27 and here I am 38, I'm like, things have shifted and changed. And because I didn't know really who I was and see a lot of people don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about like you didn't, that you knew yourself. I knew, I didn't really know who I was, I knew what things I liked. And I think because the things I liked felt different from the average person, they felt a little quirky. Like I really was like, I wanted this big talent. Like I wanted like these, I don't know, something that just draw like accolades, like, oh my gosh, like you can sing the house down. Like I love singing. Like I really enjoyed it. it but what probably brought me joy was really writing, um, watching romantic comedies, um tickled my fancy going out with my friends enjoying that like just really they were simple basic things 
And then when I became a mom, I felt like I had to find really grandiose things to bring back joy for myself. And I have three kids. So, and I'm in that sweet spot of they're like becoming independent. I'm, you know, dealing with three different personalities and I'm healing my own trauma at the same time as a, and not as a mom, as a wife, as a woman. As a thing, as an individual as a, person. As, as a woman for me. And yeah. so I was reading Sarah or listening to Sarah Jake's book, um, Woman Evolve. And she was talking about, and I don't want to mess it up, but kind of just in the mindset of, you know, we talk about who we are, right? And oftentimes mm-hmm. when people talk about who they are, we talk about titles. Like, what well, we do. Right, what we do. I'm an attorney. Yeah. I'm an author. I'm a mom. Mother. But that's not who we are are and then the simple concept Woo! about what she said was like no who you are who I am is kind yeah that's who I am I'm a kind person I am a person who loves people who enjoys that is getting to who I am that simple like statement in her book was really revolutionary because for so long I've been checking off this box of who I am am by titles but not directing who I am as a person and yes that is why I don't know sometimes what brings me joy because yes I don't know who I am I don't know what brings me joy because I need to know who I am who I am at the core as a person taking away titles and everything like that who am I and a lot of times what happens is we go to those titles to seek joy. Like I said, dancer, yes. lawyer, you're like, oh, I need to go back in the office. I need to, that'll bring right. me joy. I need to go back to work. I need mm-hmm. to do this because you're like, that's who I am. That's who I was before you. And mm-hmm. that's who I'm going to be after you. And that will bring me back to me. That's and right. then you step in that space again and you feel just as confused, if not more about who you are. And you're like, yo, <laughs> that's when it hits you. Yeah. And, and you go through a little bit of an identity crisis for a while until you realize what you just said. Oh, okay. That's not who I was. Mm -mm. Those were things I did, right? We have a family motto in our house. And the first thing that we say is I'm not what I do. That's the first thing because there's just so, because what you do shifts. Yes. It shifts and changes. You should be checking in with yourself every so often to be like, you know, who am I? And is what I'm, is what I'm doing bringing me joy? Right. Right. And I think that's always a scary question to ask. Right. Because and we've talked about this with other like just situations, not even just motherhood, but just when we're doing that check in, because sometimes the answer can scare us. Right. Like if that thing that I was doing, that relationship, that job, that whatever extra um, curricular activity no longer brings me joy, but it was tied so deeply to my identity that I wore it as my person, now that I'm realizing that this doesn't make me happy no more and I probably need to shed it, that could be kind of scary. And now I have to do work, right? Now I have to do some real work on myself, internally, that deep work. And it is, it's ghetto and nobody wants to do it. And so we we will do anything to avoid that work. I've seen it, I've seen it in me, I've seen it in my husband, I've seen it in my friends. We will do anything to avoid that work because it's hard. Yeah, (laughs) it's hard. I realized that I was losing myself um, as a woman and was getting caught up. I remember it was with um, 
kid number two, Savvy. And she was a baby and she couldn't, she wasn't even six months old. And I was feeling very weighed down. Um, my firm was just struggling. I was struggling. I mean, cause the, the girls were, you know, barely two years apart. And I was just like, this cannot be like, this is, this and what I, we're talking this, about. is this what they said? And then I had another kid. So, you know, I'm foolish, but um, <laughs> I'm about to say, I did it one more time. Sometimes more it time. takes you three times to be like, oh, okay. Third time is a charm. Well, oh, okay. This, this, this <laughs> and to my mamas that got more than three, I feel you because I can't go past that no more. Mm. Um, but I, I, I got into therapy and I, and I definitely realized going to therapy brings me joy. Oh my gosh. I, like I said, she's my most expensive best friend ever. <laughs> but I pay gladly to have that conversation. Even if I don't got nothing to talk to her about, it just brings me joy to talk to somebody yeah. about all my woes um, in a safe space, brings me joy. And so now I'm realizing that, um, I think you have talked about this before, the levels you know, yeah. of joy and just like, there's levels so that what I might want to go to brunch with a friend but I can't really go to brunch with a friend because I got three kids yeah I can't really just drop what I'm doing to go to brunch but you know what I can do is I could probably go take a shower right that, that would make me real happy right now if I can go you know shower yeah or read a book like I've been able to like sometimes there are moments when I've been able to pick up a physical book I've, I actually enjoy, I love audible books because I'm always moving around and stuff, sure. but to have a moment to sit down and read a physical book, like that has always been my jam. When we went to um, our anniversary last year trip, I had some books and just, I got to read them like yeah. I used to do back in the day for like, it would take me a day to read a good book, like a day. That made me so happy. I read like four books, like physically read four books, Yeah, a three day trip because I had time that brings me joy talking talking to you like when we talk on the phone which is why yeah. I know it makes my family like mad like you're always on the phone y'all <laughs> yeah. and they already know they know they they know like the the crew who I talk to regularly but it brings me joy but I also realized I still haven't quite figured out how to find joy sometimes in my motherhood had the So talk to me about the levels of joy and how we can kind of, you know, embody that in our motherhood. Yeah, I think levels are so important because I think most of us think on a really large scale, mm -hmm. right? If I could just lose all this weight, if mm -hmm. I could just take that vacation, if I could just buy that expensive purse, get the massage, do things that might just like not be feasible financially or again, time, right? Yeah. It's really easy to tell a mom, just, you need a vacation. Every time someone said that to me, I'm like, really, do I? Oh, I didn't know. That's brand new information to me. And like, it's not as easy as it sounds, right? These are right. big things that can bring us joy. And it's not that they can't, they can but they're yeah. not accessible things to okay. us every single day. So then we have to think, I started thinking about this yesterday and I was like, 
I need some things that bring me instant joy, that instant yes. gratification. Give me right that microwavable joy. That microwavable joy, baby. I need that air fryer joy. You know what I'm talking about? Let me tell you on the side, you know, like on a tangent. Oh, baby. I'm not going to, I'm not going to promote that. I'm just going to say that my, my air fryer, I have an, I have a ninja. Yeah, I said it real bougie. You like, just say I wasn't going to promote them. And then you said I'm not, I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, if people <laughs> want to know the kind that I have so that they, too, can have their life changed. Ninja better run her a check. That would be nice because I do use it very frequently. Um, it is life changing. But I do you want that. Let me tell you, I can cook rice in, like, less than, like, 10 minutes. Okay. You, Any, know. you can cook anything in that thing. I don't actually yeah. understand how... It took so long. Cook cookies. They have a recipe for chocolate chip cookies. And I said I was going to try it with the kids, but then, you know, they make me mad when they get in my kitchen because they'd be touching everything. I'd be like, you know what? Just get out. That don't bring you joy. Let me tell you, I, I want I want it to bring me joy. I do. I, I want to be that mom. That's the other thing. We try to pretend like we'd be listen, craft moms. I, I want to be crafty. My, my, one of my girlfriends, um, you know, Jam, she is hella crafty. She yeah. is craft mom. She is so good with all that stuff, like decorations. Like when we get together with all the kids, like she has all the activities planned. Like she's into that thing. Baby, I get exhausted just looking through the Pinterest, oh, trying I to figure it out. And I want to, like, I want to bake with them. I, I try to bake with them. They don't listen worth the damn. I don't want and to. And so I, I like to buy stuff. I like to buy all the <laughs> stuff for the thing. I love hitting add to cart and buy now. But then when it, comes I love unboxing it but then like actually doing it yeah I just like at my my happy place is in the kitchen now the boy he can be in the kitchen with me he listens he wants to you know he's at this stage where he want to help me but really he want to explore I call it exploring instead of meddling he want to he want to help me but I help you that's sweet of you to call it it is sweet but they don't listen like it's not safe. You're not listening. You're waving the knife around. I just told you not to do that. Um, it's not time to put the chocolate chips in. Yeah. What, what we're doing is stressing me out. I got my measurements laid out. No one's listening. Now we're fighting. You're the, you're the get out the kitchen mom. I get am. And I'm afraid the that kitchen. they might not know how to cook, but that's, that's not, why I don't, that's why I don't know. That's well, I, I be trying I mean, I tried to show them how to make the little chicken yesterday and I was like back up because the grease is popping and back up the grease, back up. Is, popping. The grease is popping it's gonna pop you and then you know my kids are dramatic like are you gonna die no just get out the kitchen just listen you might have, a, you might have a, <laughs> sometimes the way we react it does, it does make them think they're gonna die we be like, <laughs> they don't know they're like ma'am Listen, my kids know. I be like, you don't fall and bust your head, and then what's gonna happen? They're like, you gonna die? Correct. Correct. I'm about to say maybe, possibly, but you know what? I'm not. Head injuries are a serious matter. Listen, I'm not going to children's today. That's not on my schedule. So I advise you to not. That's what I tell them. Just, but now I'm just. You know, sometimes you gotta let the natural consequences happen as they fall. I'm all about natural consequences. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's the best. best (laughs) You're about to learn. You're going to learn today. I said the grease was popping. Now you got to burn ballistic. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Air fryer. We're back. Air fryer. Air fryer joy. 
Okay. We have to have, we have to sit with ourselves. We have to sit with ourselves and figure out what are some things that are our version of air fryer joy? Right. Something you can do quickly when you need it. Right. Because we can't all just be like, bye off to Vegas. You know what I mean? And so, but you can say bye off to make a hot cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Bye off to sit in the hammock. Bye off to shake my ass to the Beyonce CD. You knew I was going to listen. Any chance I get, any chance I get, we going to talk about the queen, but you can do those things off to take a walk. Yeah. Those are things you can do tangibly. Yes. Practically, practically (laughs) as a mother, sometimes the advice that we get, is just not real. It's like, who are you talking to? Are you talking to a mom with like six nannies? Because like, I can't do that. I don't have that lifestyle. No, no. Cause that would also bring me joy. That, um, but besides, but, but so, so there's air fryer joy. You need things yeah. you need to be having conversations with yourself. What are things that are quick that will bring me joy? Yeah. Um, then okay. you have things that might take a day or two, right? We talked about yeah. this, like it might take a day or two. You might have to like put some things in place or plan or, um, you know, a, a nice hot bath or yeah. whatever the case may be, or a book, like you said, like, I need to find some time to do this. It might take a day or two to get things in place. Then there's things that take maybe a couple of weeks, planning a brunch with your friends, a yeah. mani-pedi. Uh, and it, y'all, it doesn't have to be this type of stuff either. It can literally just be going to take a drive. Like it could be I anything love going to on your list. By myself. Yeah. Oh my grocery, gosh. Grocery shopping by yourself is revolutionary. So that's really what it really is like I don't know because I know some people don't like it but I think because I because I have the amount of kids I have yeah, <laughs> um, I, I go in that store I remember funny story I think it was with Sid so Sid was my NICU baby and so like she came home and she couldn't like get out the car or anything so she had to be like in the house and stuff when she got home I remember I went to Walmart I not gonna say anything about them but I went to Walmart and (laughs) my mom called me I think after about 45 minutes I don't even think I was supposed to get like one thing in there I walked around every aisle of the store like I've never I love that so much I was just like oh my god look at look at where they I've been looking at like the car section like the tires I'm like yeah like smelling the rubber of the tires like what is what do you call these wheels is that Goodyear Michelin, the windshield wiper fluid. What is oh. that? Do I need that? Well, I need this. Look at this craft oh. paper. Air freshness shaped like a penguin. Oh yes, two brushes. Oh, I probably should get one of those. Let's get one. Look at this two. This looking at all the different types of toothpaste. Right. I did not know they made so many toothpaste. Like it's just all these things, yeah. and it was like so brand new, mm-hmm. and I was just it brought me joy. And so I love how you're breaking down like the levels, the air fryer joy. Like I can think like the one thing that probably brings me joy at this stage, being able to watch an episode of Psych. Yeah. Um, Like I love that show. And so like that brings me a lot of joy. Like the the kids know, oh, she's watching her show. Or, you know, I drink tea. I'm a big tea drinker. So I love drinking tea. Like, and those things, I never thought about how I feel in that moment. And um, I, think, I don't check in with myself to even know, like in that moment, I'm in my happy place. I'm in a zone. I think there's, there's things we have to do. We have to observe ourselves. 
We have to observe. Like, what are moments when we feel calm? What are moments when we feel um, when we feel joy? And then we can check in with ourselves. And then um, for the moms out there that are like, well, hot tea is not quick for me. Okay, that might be your day, your day or two thing. Like, you get to pick where these things fall for you. Like, not all my quick air fryer joy things are going to be quick for a family of five. You know, Um, they might be your weekly things or your monthly. They might but you get to observe yourself and put everything in these little slots. What is your air fryer joy? What are things you can do in a day or two, a week, a few weeks? And then those big things, yes. those, those, those far out things. And when you have a balance of that, you start mm-hmm. to figure out that, that, that piece of the puzzle that, wait, I can kind of check my temperature every now and then. Yeah. And when I need something to, to warm me up, when I need something, I, I know exactly what brings this for me, right? And right. when you're doing those consistent check-ins, the things will change and shift. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. It's getting to know these things about you all of us all the time yeah. makes you feel like you're not so disconnected to yourself. You're yeah. not so disconnected to caring for yourself, right? right? And then... Once all that is in place, you, you kind of get to this point where you're, you're in this, like I said at the beginning, you know, I was a person before and I'm a person now and I'm going to take care of me. But at the end of the day, we're moms, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't always have an opportunity to be by ourselves. We are Correct. more than likely with our children a lot. So yeah. what happens when we've already decided that we can't find joy in that space and we have to be alone? What happens is we don't feel joy that often because most of our day is with our kids. And so if you're in a hard season of motherhood, especially you have already decided that most of the things you have to do don't bring you joy. And so you're just waiting for that alone time. You're just begging for it. You're just, it's not a thing you're seeking um, because you're excited. It's a thing you're seeking out of desperation to save you. Right. And so that's what make decisions from a desperate place um that becomes a different thing then 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 even when you do it it doesn't feel joyful it feels um it feels like an escape from this prison and so and while I'm not saying that motherhood isn't hard what I will say is that something I think would be really cool is if we observed being with our kids how we feel yes what I like to do, there's a lot of things I don't like to do as a mom, okay? Yeah. But I like to look at the things I like to do. When was I like genuinely laughing? When was I genuinely okay? Didn't yeah. feel like it was a burden. Didn't feel like something was like weighing on me. Didn't feel like it was just another task to do. Mm-hmm. Observe yourself for a couple of weeks and then add more of that stuff in. Right. Maybe you're a mom that really loves reading books with your kids. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just read at bedtime. If, if there's a hard moment during the day that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't seem to get out of this like rat race of motherhood, ask them to read a book with you. If that's something, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I'll yeah. tell you, like for me, it's dance parties with my son. I genuinely love them. Yeah. But I don't fill my days with them. Why? I just like wait for them to sporadically happen. Yeah. But if yeah. I already know they bring me joy. Yeah. And I know I'm about to have a hard day of like getting my kid out the door, getting him to his activities, packing lunch, all these different fights, bedtime fights. Why don't I just say, well, here are three things I do love to do with my son. So let me sprinkle them in. 
Let me sprinkle it in in the morning while we're trying to get out the door. Dance party on the way to the car. That's right. Like, why don't I do this? So smart. And also, I think you're you're, I'm hearing something that's very big. I think kind of maybe a little controversial. I don't have to like everything that my kid likes. Um, I also think that there's a lot of stigma and judgment when we talk about. I'm not always going to be on 10 as a mom. I'm not going to always enjoy, but like your kids don't always like you. Like, like, and so I think we have to honor what is classified as negative and process that. And so to also know like, okay, that may not be my joyful thing. Like I know with my oldest, she loves to play video games. That brings her joy. I enjoy that, doing that with her. I enjoy doing little dance parties, but I also think I've, for me, if I'm honest, I'm learning about what brings me joy and has their mom, because I'm around my kids all the time. Anyone who knows me, who's ever called me, knows I have a kid nearby, if not one, all three. And I have to, I notice when I'm being short and snippy, it's because I haven't found a time to connect with them in a moment, in a space, and just like, what's that thing? So we've gotten into our bedtime routine. I love reading books with them. I think they enjoy when I read to them because we have fun reading the books. Um, Baby girl, she likes to play now, so she always wants to play. Now, that doesn't bring me joy all the time because she can go. Because she be lights, camera, action. Baby, she be giving me the script. And it'd be a lot. I'm the director and the talent says. Yes. And it's a lot of rules (laughs) to her game playing. And I'll be like, okay. So what I've done is I'll set a timer. I'll set a timer, but I've, I will stop what I'm doing to engage with her because I know it makes her seeing her happy brings me joy. And so that's kind of, I guess I just answered my question for me. What brings me joy sometimes with my kids is seeing the joy for them. And so that fills my cup because in that moment I got to serve them and in serving them I served myself a cup of joy um as well because that makes me happy a cup of joy you're so cute (laughs) listen I'm gonna say this I don't like to play okay Okay. I don't like it so what we do is we have I love you time I play for 10 minutes in the morning I go all out and I play for 10 minutes at night. No, that I love you time is been. That's what I do because I don't like to play. And I think no. that's controversial. I don't it like is to sit on the ground and I don't like to be superheroes and I don't, I don't like it. I think there's a lot of things that are controversial when it comes oh. to, to motherhood because I think people don't want to be honest. Like, because they have a blank slate expectation for every mom in the world and that's just not mm-hmm. real life, right? I saw a post, um... I wish I could find it. I wonder if I saved it. But basically this woman shared about how basically she never wanted to be a mom, but she's here now, right? So I like, I got to do, I got to rise. I remember seeing this. And the post, however, was so real. And it was like, I don't know a mother who probably didn't feel the way that mom felt. And she spoke from a place where I can tell that she got to a place where she was like, I don't care the judgment that's going to come. But essentially she said, I never wanted to be a mom. That was not part of my cards. 
and you know to the judgy people are going like you had sex and so now you break like listen that's neither here nor there whatever that's we can, a separate talk it's and- a separate talk and at the end of the day we can all talk about some questionable choices we didn't all made that had some consequences we didn't like so there's that but I think the point that was made and what I'm seeing what I'm loving seeing is more honest conversations about being touched out being like yeah all these things and realizing I think people are starting to realize that moms are individual people first and foremost before I became a mom I was T before I became a wife I was T and not I was I still am that but it feels like I was because of the expectations the world puts on you correct drop that you to drop you and pick everyone else up Yes, yes. And so it feels like past tense, right? And that's what we're talking about here is like, how do we stop ourselves from being in our past and also being a part of our present and our future, right? right? And not just holding their lives in our hands because quite frankly, we don't. They are their own people too. That's another topic. We got to come back to that for another topic because that's, yeah. That's We're individual people, they're individual people, and we hopefully can guide them to a point to where they no longer need guidance, right? And right. we just get to be like in the audience watching them live their lives, cheering for them, right? And so right. I, think, I think that's the hard part is when we feel like we have to drop our ourselves, yeah. to pick them up until they're 18 and then we could try to pick ourselves back up go run back 18 years ago and pick ourselves up again and that's still going to be who we are this this I my hope for my kids is that they see a mom that has joy as their mother have found joy in her motherhood but also found joy as a woman yeah and can show especially my girls that if they decide to become mothers, that it is okay to put on the oxygen mask first for yourself. It is imperative. You must, because you, you will must. Because you will die. It is. <laughs> you will actually die. Mom, will we die? Yes, you will yes. die. <laughs> yes, because it's a it's it's that it's that death of self. It is that garden of Eden death, right? where although Adam and Eve didn't die, they died, right? Because now they were awakened. And so when you think about that, that is kind of what motherhood does. I wrote an article about um, how motherhood reignited my passions. Um, And just each kid kind of brought a different thing. So how you were talking about baby Ebony and like kind of going there, I realized with each kid, I was doing something radical but not, and now that I'm talking it out loud like literally like thinking about it right now as we're talking like I was searching for that thing that brought me joy so with kid number one it was starting the law firm yeah. and doing that you went back to all the stuff you did all the things because I'm a lawyer okay I have a bar I'm card. a lawyer I have a bar card so I took I, the bar damn it okay I took two bars let's be correct <laughs> and yes, so listen. because I took two bars That's I should right. be practicing law I yep. should be I should be a lawyer. Okay, cool. Because now, what a failure I would be if I didn't. 
if I didn't? And why did I accumulate six-figure debt that, hey. And that's all contributes to how you feel about yourself. But sidebar, uh, Mr. President Joe Biden, if you're listening. If you're listening. Still waiting on that 50K. Okay. Still waiting on that um, But, you know, doing those things and actually because I was searching for the thing that brought me joy, I did stumble into a passion that really did bring me joy but really is in line with my purpose too which is my writing which is doing this podcast right um being my friend being your friend um (laughs) sure why not make it about yourself today um like yeah but like seriously though like yeah I did find the thing that ignites me um but also kind of learning that with the um my recent diagnosis with the ADHD that I now kind of understand some other things too where I'm like okay so some of these things make a little bit more sense now yeah I can probably push some of the stuff off my plate I want to talk about that yeah I think it's interesting that you talk about like like going back to those like things that made you feel like it was your identity, like being a lawyer Mm -hmm. um, into now being a writer. But I think it goes deeper, right? Because it's not that being a writer is now like your identity. Like it's not like you switched. Right. You realize through that, that you missed being creative. Yes. Creating. You miss like, that is like the the part in you, but what you do with that is right. Right. You know what I mean? So I think what happens is pre-motherhood, we're, we're fine with all the surface things. Yeah. Writer, lawyer, dancer. They sound As so good. moms, because those things don't always fit, we have to dig, why did I like dancing? Okay, well, now I know I liked dancing because of the creative process. The, the creation of making the dance made me happy. The behind the scenes, having to dig deep into this art listen to this music like that's really what made me happy so how can I find that same feeling right in something that fits my life now right right? I am someone who likes to be creative again who Mm -hmm. you are versus what you do I like to be creative so now I'm not dancing I'm writing I'm still creative but one day I might not be writing Will I lose my identity again? No, because Mm -hmm. I know I like to be creative. I'll just switch that to another place. So I think to your point, it's like you were searching for the stuff you do and now you've realized um, other stuff you like to do, but really what you found is you missed being creative. You went from singing that art to writing, which is another art. It's like, I think that's what we're getting at is it's not about the stuff you do because that stuff will change. And right. so when the stuff changes, you feel like you've lost your joy. You've lost yourself and your motherhood. But yeah. you didn't. You mm-hmm. stopped doing something, right? Mm-hmm. What in that something ignited your soul? Figure right. that out and you'll find yourself. You'll and then find you find it. Yeah. yeah. And True. I think that's what's so special about motherhood is it makes you do that. It does because Because I couldn't go dance seven days a week to hide behind dancing and say, oh, dancing is who I am. I couldn't. I had to figure out what, 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 who, who, I told told my husband last night, I said, you married a creative. Yeah. And I think owning that is powerful. 
Oh, yeah. Because that is who I am. And like yeah. I said, the things that I do with that, with my creativity is what I do with it. It's never but ending. It it's not. End. And that is the, That's beauty, the beauty. Yeah. And that is what I figured out here recently, like who I am. I'm kind. I'm a creator. Um, I'm this. I'm, I am. And I just so happen to do with my creativity, what I do with the gift that's, that's that I've been given is I write or I do these things. Yes. Um, and then it doesn't have to stop and you can keep building on your life. Yes. But as you should though, right? As you should. But when you think you're just a writer, you it, it's just toxic because then not only could that shift and stop, right? Or not work yeah. out and make you yeah. feel that's a whole thing, but Ooh, that's the thing. But what happens when you put all of yourself into that one thing? Yeah. Well, think about that. That is what happens in motherhood. That is what yeah. we are told because, yeah. and that is why there's burnout, which is its own, gosh, that's a whole nother episode by itself. Burnout as a mom, because we have taken on just that soul identity as a mom. And because most of the time, a lot of us, there is not a woman who's a mother or mother-like figure who probably has not felt this way where you hear often, I lost myself. Like we go back to the beginning of the conversation of losing ourselves and things like that. We don't know who we are and things outside of these kids. And that's why you see so many women chasing probably for those corporate goals. And not that any of those things are bad in and of not itself, in the, not, not in the, at all. But yeah. the thing is, it's getting to the root of it, right? Why are you doing that thing that you're chasing, right? And are you doing it because you're, and I remember for me, it was trying to seek something outside of motherhood that I could identify for myself. But like I said, during the healing process for myself, and just like I said, that that phrase that Sarah Jake said was so poignant because then I it clicked. Yeah. I finally clicked like that is what I've been doing. I've been putting titles as my identity and that's not who I am. So I think as we're talking about finding joy as a mom, it really gets down to knowing who you are. Stripping away the title. Mm -hmm. Stripping away the title of mom, sister. I was just about friend. to say, let's strip away the title of mom too, because mom yeah. can be, you can do it in a hundred different ways. But when you put the yeah. one word on it, that's when we compare. Oh, yes, she's right. a good mom. She's a this mom. She's a mm. this mom. But if we strip the word away and, and we say, Ebony is a good nurturer. Yes. Ebony is organized. She's a planner. That means my son is, is getting, getting someone that's nurturing him, right? Getting right. someone that as soon as he says, I want to do an activity, I'm looking up all the, I'm a researcher. I'm good right. at researching. I like that. And so I'm, I'm doing all that stuff and putting all the activities in place. Another mom might not be a researcher and planner. So she's signing up her kids last minute for whatever happens. But if she compares herself to me, she's mm -hmm. like, I'm not a good mom. No, no, no. But what you are is you're creative. You, you like to cook in the kitchen. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're yeah. patient. You like to play. You, yeah. You're other things than me. And so right. instead of just mom as a label. Who are if, you? Who, who are you? What are your qualities you're bringing to motherhood? And if you can focus on those things, Ooh. that alone will bring you joy. What are the qualities? What are the qualities you bring to mm. motherhood? 
Yes. Because not only because the good thing is it doesn't stop in motherhood. If you bring them to motherhood, you bring them to friendships. You yes. bring them to yourself. You bring them to your partnership that you decide right. to have if you decide to have one. You bring right. them to your job if you have one. You bring right. them to the world, the nonprofit you work for, the volunteer position, your church. That's right. Your whatever garden. you're doing. Yeah. Whatever. You get to show up as you. As you. That is where we need to get to on the other side of momming. Like we need to get to who we are away from the comparison. We all know comparison is the thief of joy. Away from the title, the blanket. The titles. The three letters that's supposed to define our whole lives all the same. No. And, and again, we're more than that. We're more than three letters. And I know it probably goes against the grain of the elders and stuff like that and what we've yeah. been accustomed to. But, you know, credit to us millennials and to Gen Z and to the generations after us. We're doing things different. We are breaking the mold. We are saying bullshit for all this stuff. And we are trying our yeah. best to show up differently for our kids because I know for my girls, I need them to know who they are. Yeah. As a person as a woman who do you show up as I need my son to know who are you as a person you're not these titles so my hope is is that they won't grow up chasing titles and chasing those accolades and things like that again not that anything is wrong inherently with those things but it begins to diminish who we are. And that's why I think you have people who are anxious and the people who suffer with depression and you have moms who are suffering in silence. You know what I'm saying? Committing suicide. Like people are dying by suicide because they're these high expectations that not they got to be and what they are to them is an A student. And so now that they're a B student, they don't even deserve breathing. That's, right. that's, that's how intense this is getting. But yeah. really, if that was to be replaced, I'm an A student with, I'm a hard worker. I don't oh. quit. I will always um, give everything I have. Then right. whatever letter is on the grade doesn't matter if all those things right. are kicked off. Right? Correct. And that's, and that's what I'm working on. Like even with language with the kids while they're in school, um, language even for myself, right? Yeah. It's not just for them, right? Because it starts with me because all I'm going to do is project onto them. However, Absolutely. I'm right. So that's how people parent. That's, I mean, that's just the honest truth. Like yeah. that's how we parent. So, but if I'm kind and show myself grace and know that I showed up and did the work and that's all I do with the kids, with the girls, since they're in school, I ask them, how do you feel about whatever project they did? How does that make you feel? Do you feel good about yourself? Did you do your best? then that's what counts. Labels like, labels like you're a hard worker. Wow. I love how you focus. You focus so well on that. Yeah. Like that, um, helps kind of fight. Right. And not saying that, oh, you're so smart because they might not have felt smart in that moment. Yeah. But I know you did your best. Yeah. So did you do your best? Did you focus hard? Is that something we probably need to work on a little bit better so that you can get to where you feel like? Did you enjoy learning? Yes. Like it's the simple things. Yeah. So the same thing applies to us as moms, right? Yes. Hey, did I enjoy in that moment with my kid, the dance party? How did I feel when I had that dance party? When I was creating this work that I was working on, how did I feel? Did it bring me joy? You know, did I do my best? Even when I messed up, 
um, and it didn't go as planned. How do I feel? Like this morning was this morning. And so it is what it is. But you know what? I had some little hiccups with the, with baby girl. But you know, when she comes home, I'm going to love on her a little extra hard because I know the bottom line was her sibling. But not because you're a good mom, because you're loving. Because I'm kind. loving. Yes. So and because I know that she had probably a, a rough day and she was mad because her siblings are home. And you know what? Hey, my heart bleeds because I am an empath. I'm just like, oh god. Exactly. You're but also, I don't want to deal with her shenanigans when she gets home either. So I'm just going to all the extra. And I think, yeah, I think that's like a great place to like focus on. Yeah. If we can, sh- if we can focus on our qualities. Yeah. No matter what titles we drop through our seasons or pick up, that's mom right. being one. Mm-hmm. we're going to be able to find joy because we're going to be able to lean into our qualities yeah and whatever we're doing right and yeah. then we won't feel as lost we won't feel as past tense and everyone else's present tense that's right we won't feel as weighed down because we will be in our bodies in ourselves in mm-hmm. our light and in our like current moment and yeah. not just obsessed with pre-baby us right right I love it. I love it so much. And I love you. I love um, you. Tell everybody what you have going on, how they can find you, follow you. Are you on the socials and all that good jazz? I am on the socials. Um, this was a great conversation and it, it had me actually thinking about something that will bring me into that is I love teaching people. I love that. I love like giving and seeing the change in people. So like I talked about dance, I'm a dance teacher too. That was like a huge part of my life. And I love seeing like potential and helping someone see that in themselves and gaining confidence and seeing that shift. And so when I realized that was a part of me, even when I stopped teaching dance hands-on in a school, that could have easily been like a huge identity issue too, right? But I realized, no, that's a part of me. So now what I'm doing is I'm taking that and now I'm a writer, I'm an author, right? I have two upcoming picture books coming out. And so I'm taking that into what I love now, what I'm currently doing now, what's this part of my life, what season I'm in now. And I'm starting to teach writing courses to authors who need to find confidence in themselves, right? Need to find a confident voice in their writing. Um, And so that's coming up and I'm really excited. You should be. Listen, listen, hold on. Let me say this. (laughs) Let me say this. Y'all, we've been writing together for the past two years now. Um, Our writing together has gotten sharper. Wow, yeah. Phenomenal writer, Ebony. Um, I tell you this all the time phenomenal like I get jealous like (laughs) I'm just surrounded by such talent like in our in our core group we really are of writers like we be writing y'all we be writing writing. and so it's that is such a treat for people to get to experience it from you I, I know that your students, soon to be future students, are going to walk away feeling confident because that's what you did for me with my writing. Um, I, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to get people to get your course, but I'm just saying this because I, I'm seriously like 
to get to have you as my critique partner, my personal critique partner, who you, I send you the dirty drafts um, all the time. And the way you are able to kind of help pull out what I'm trying to say and just the brainstorming sessions, like I, I'm so happy that you are not sitting on that and that you're going to share your knowledge with people. So how can people like sign up? Are the courses um, going live soon? Like, like, yeah. so you can go to my website, um, ebony Lynn mud, M U D D com, And on August 18th, you're going to be able to sign up um, for courses. They will start in October. There's going to be two courses you can take. So how to break down a picture book to build up your manuscript is one. We get told to read books, read picture books, read picture books. That's how you learn. But when you have the picture book in the full stack in your hand and you just read it, it's not as effective as if you learn how to analyze and break down every choice that was made from cover to cover, and then use that knowledge to go build up your manuscript in the same way an editor or a publisher would if they had it in their hands. And then the second course that I'll be offering is how to use hip hop music to level up your picture book voice. And y'all, I'm so high for this one. It's going to be so good. We're going to be studying Tupac and Biggie and Mariah Carey Mm -hmm. and Eminem and their lyrics and their storytelling because they're genius oral storytellers in the same way picture book writers are. And I think we should be learning from them. So Ebony Lynn Mud, M-U-D-D.com. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well, how you can link with her as well. So don't worry, we'll make sure if you didn't catch that, it'll be in the show notes for sure. And I'm on Twitter at Ebony Lynn Mud as well. And on Instagram, Ebony Lynn Mud. Oh, this is so good. Oh, Look at ah, so all the things we said we're gonna do we're doing and I think that that's a good place to end is yeah we realized like who we were yeah and we were able to put it in just a different bucket during yeah. this time of motherhood I think and so it, much growth had happened since we met in 2020 I, I think you met me together. at the um time when I started shifting um same for me I mean you yeah. met me at the height of my grief I did. I I think I shared that with somebody here recently. I I was talking about you to someone, I can't remember who, and I was saying how um, we connected and I had found out about your sister had passed recently. And I was saying like, I know I didn't come to like replace her sister by any means, but I feel like I was divinely placed in her life to, to be a part of, to kind of help with that void. Yeah, um, to, I mean, to, that's to just have, wild to me. I have someone to do life with when I felt like I was going to be like, kind of in this yeah. alone. I mean, right. You have one sister your whole life and that's just how I, I knew it. And so to be right. able to gain a sister um, when I didn't think that was even possible is like, it's so crazy. Like, I, I mean, feel. Yeah. Our story is just like I'm telling you guys, like it's like it's one this is a real love affair. Like <laughs> it is, you guys. It is it forever, really is. Forever. forever. It is a real love affair. Our families are super connected, and it yeah. just goes to show you, like, first of all, quantity means nothing, it's all about quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am super excited for these courses. Um, again, Ebony Lynn Mud. Uh, dot com is where you'll be able to get more information about the courses for those of you who are interested in writing a picture book. Um, 
picture books are not easy. Don't let nobody tell you that it Don't is. Feed into the lies. Lies, lies, lies. This is coming from a novelist who writes picture books as well. Um, and that has always been my challenge, even though they come out well. But it comes from having community. It comes from having you know, investing in yourself. And so I think that's going to be really great that you're doing that. And like I said, just to share your knowledge with people. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for your time. I love you so much. And um, for everybody else, we will see you again on the other side of momming. See you soon, y'all. Bye.